what is past is prologue. William Shakespeare, The Tempest. History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're taking a look at some myths about the man whose history has been revised possibly more than any other over the past 400 years. Let's debunk some myths about the bard himself, William Shakespeare. of Shakespeare's name causes different reactions depending on your experience with him, and we all have some kind of experience with him. He's that ubiquitous. You may feel immediate revulsion because you hated reading the plays in high school, and that's because as great as they are as literature, they were meant to be experienced as performed plays, in my opinion at least. You may finally recall sipping wine on a first date at Shakespeare in the Park, or maybe you think the plays were okay. But the movie versions, especially West Side Story, were way better. Regardless of what experience you bring into any discussion on William Shakespeare, one thing is certain. You have heard and believe things about him that just aren't true. Let's start with the biggest one. The first and biggest myth about Shakespeare is that the plays and sonnets were not written by the man from Stratford-upon-Avon known as William Shakespeare. Now, personally, I just can't grasp the need we seem to have to believe that a creative genius couldn't have done what they did, and this happens to far more artists than just Shakespeare. Maybe it's a simple case of envy, but in Shakespeare's case, the myth that he didn't write the plays that bear his name comes from class prejudice as much as from envy. Shakespeare was a commoner, that there is no doubt. He was no peasant but he certainly wasn't part of the nobility. He was basically middle class. In England of the 16th and 17th centuries, commoners weren't supposed to produce works of genius, and definitely not the volume of work that Shakespeare produced. This is why the names most often put forward as the so-called real authors are from the noble class, Sir Francis Bacon and the Earl of Oxford, for example. Now, I won't even attempt a point-by-point debunking of these alternative authors, because whole books have been written on the subject. Rather, let me just give a few quick points. First, nearly all scholars today, both historical and literary, agree that Shakespeare wrote the plays. There are dozens of references to Shakespeare as a playwright, and he was also an actor, made during his lifetime, including by Ben Jonson, a fellow playwright who was no friend of Shakespeare's. It's been erroneously claimed that he had a knowledge of aristocratic and courtly life that no commoner could possess. Yet John Dryden, an English poet who lived in the generation following Shakespeare's and was a member of the gentry, wrote that Shakespeare's portrayals of the nobility were wildly inaccurate. One humorous aspect of the many alternative authors conspiracy theorists have proposed is that many of them including Edward de Vere, the earlier mentioned Earl of Oxford, 
Edmund Spencer, and amazingly, Queen Elizabeth I, all died before Shakespeare's writing career ended. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. A second myth, which oddly contradicts the whole authorship conspiracy one, is that Shakespeare was the most beloved playwright of his time. He wasn't. That honor would go to rival Ben Jonson, wildly acclaimed during his life, but known pretty much today only to English lit majors. There was no national mourning when Shakespeare died, as there was when his friend and fellow actor Richard Burbage died a few years later. Even 400 years ago, the actors got more attention than the writers. No, it took time, centuries in fact, for Shakespeare's genius to be both widely recognized and cemented in our consciousness. A third common myth is that Shakespeare was uneducated. This one is both another case of class snobbery and a modern misunderstanding of education itself. He finished school at 13, which was typical for commoners at that time. The fact that he didn't go on to university is one reason the upper class saw him as uneducated. But what he was taught by age 13 is what we now call a classical education. Grammar, logic, rhetoric, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. He would also have learned to read and write Latin and would have read Cicero, Ovid, Seneca, Virgil, and other classical writers. In other words, he was more educated by 13 than your average student today is after spending 200 grand on a master's degree. Our fourth myth is not so much myth as simply not provable one way or the other, and that's that he died on his birthday. We do know that Shakespeare died on April 23, 1616. However, we do not have a record of the day he was born, only the day he was baptized, April 26, 1564. Since it was common practice at the time to baptize infants three days after birth, his birthday is assumed to be April 23rd, which would mean he died on his 52nd birthday. No way to know for sure, but it makes the math from the tombstone easy. The final myth about Shakespeare we'll look at today is one that helps propel all the others. The notion that we know almost nothing about him outside of the plays. That's true that we don't have the kind of biographical information about him that we do about other historical figures. But in reality, we only have the extensive biographical details of those figures who lived from around 1700 onward. For example, most of what we know about Alexander the Great wasn't written until 400 years after he died. As for Shakespeare, we know where he was born and roughly when, with solid records of his baptism as mentioned above. We know about his marriage and his children, accounts of his career and business dealings, including that he apparently hoarded grain during a famine, and when and where he died. What seems to bother people is how little we know about his personality. For me, that really doesn't matter. His work stands as testament enough. So that's five myths about William Shakespeare that you can correct the next time you hear them. If your only experience with the Bard is from a torturous high school class, give him another chance. You'll be glad you did. 
And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, please consider supporting us by clicking on the support this podcast link on whatever platform you're listening on. It'll go a long way toward helping us keep producing episodes that you'll love. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.